Nestled within modern-day Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the hipster capital of the world, is an ultra-Orthodox community that claims to be the world's largest sect of Hasidic Jews. In Satmar, Williamsburg, there is no president, no internet, just God. Religious laws govern life. All of it. What you eat, what you wear, what you say, what you do. Many of these laws, strict laws, lord over relationships between women and men. So many laws that 12-year-old Reina could hardly keep track. She knew that socializing, dating, kissing, or even being alone in a room with a man who was not a family member were all forbidden. She knew that when women walk down the street, Orthodox men avert their eyes. In a building not far from Williamsburg's trendy clubs and local food stores, Reina, her father, and a stranger are parsing her future on this day in 2007. Her father had brought her to Nehemia Weberman's fifth-floor home office after school. Reina had been seeing a boy, her first crush, and they were regularly texting and talking on the phone. The boy had approached Reina. He made her feel giddy and shy at the same time. He was unlike the other boys she knew. Reina's parents were distraught. Their daughter didn't understand the gravity of what she was doing, they thought. Her mother, Emily, grew increasingly distressed as she listened in on her daughter's calls with the boy. She and her husband feared this illicit relationship would threaten Reina's marriage prospects. After all, Reina wasn't like other girls. She was pretty and sweet. And she was a satmar, a member of one of the world's largest, most powerful groups of Hasidic Jews. In Williamsburg, Nehemia Weberman was a revered leader and a counselor to wayward youth. Reina's parents respected him and had entrusted him with advising Reina's older siblings before they left the nest. Reina's strict yeshiva school had learned of her illicit behavior, and they too promoted Weberman as a therapist. The yeshiva would later threaten to end her education if she refused appointments with Weberman. Her parents were desperate. Their daughter's future in the Satmar community was at stake. That afternoon, Weberman sat in front of father and daughter at his table, with his back to the windows. The men spoke to each other in Yiddish, the tongue Satmar Hasidim use in work, worship, and family life. When the men finished discussing business, all were quiet for a long time. Weberman sensed that the girl was upset, that she didn't want to talk to him. But having counseled many before her, he believed he could get her to talk to him, to open up. Reina was upset. She and the boy were young, and maybe even in love. They were doing nothing wrong, but no one understood. She sat silently and stared straight ahead. Her eyes landed on a computer, an uncommon sight in a Satmar home, because religious leaders forbid them. Weberman asked her father to leave. An attempt at further defiance, Reina didn't even watch as he stood and walked out the door. Weberman told Reina that her father would wait for her downstairs in the car, But that was not true. He tried to coax the distraught girl out of silence, inquiring about her school and family life, but her replies were clipped. She was furious at her father for bringing her here, at this man who knew nothing of her struggles or her life.
Rage boiled inside her thin frame. Sitting face to face with a Satmar man schooling her in atavistic Satmar rules was the last place she wanted to be. Why should I talk to you? You look like a Hasidic fuck. You look like my father, Raina said. I'm not like your father, Weberman said. You can choose whether you talk to me or not. They sat silently for longer now. Reyna eyed the older man, with his salt and pepper beard and peos dangling in front of his ears. They all looked the same to her, the gods and kings and kingmakers of Williamsburg, Brooklyn.